wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening, then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now, enjoy the show. From the Gift of Podcast Studios, it's The Delight Show, and here's your host, Matt Chappell. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. My name is Vance Chapel. I am the Monday Night Delight, and welcome everyone to the Delight Show. It is a pleasure to be here with you tonight. Today we are talking about AEW Dynamite, the good and the bad of that show, the Deadly Draw Women's AEW Tournament, and we will be talking about Retro TNA Impact from October 26th, I believe, 2006. And I know what you're thinking. Delight, last week you said we're doing Bound for Glory. Well, yes, and also no. I did do a Bound for Glory review, and if you want to hear that review, you will need to subscribe to the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon, which is where you'll find all of my pay-per-view reviews going forward, whether they be Retro TNA, Current Day AEW, or whatever I decide to cover. Now, you may be thinking, what about WWE pay-per-views? I'm not covering WWE right now. Why? Because uh, I'm bored, uh, I'm pissed off, and... I'm kind of disappointed that I, I didn't do it this week because from what I've heard about last night's Raw, everything went all to hell. Um, there's something about an underground fight club and Shane McMahon's back and some guys took out the generator. And Lord help me, I don't care enough to watch. But that is some convoluted crap right there. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll check into that. If there's something I really need to know, I'm sure I'll see it on the Twitter um, you can, of course, follow me on the Twitter at MN underscore delight. Uh, but for now, Impact and AEW. And of course, if you want to hear my Impact uh, or my Bound for Glory review, check out the Patreon. $5 a month gets you everything you need to know um, about Bound for Glory and a mess of other shows from Wrestle Addict Radio. All right. Enough shilling. Let's get into AEW Dynamite from last Wednesday night. Um, again, the good and the bad opened up with a 10-man tag. The best friends, Orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus, and the Jungle Boy against the Inner Circle, Santana Ortiz, Jericho Hager, and Guevara. Um, this match did not equal up to the sum of its parts for me. There are 10 great guys in there, and all I remember... There's a dichotomy. There's parts where it's pride and powerful, a proud and powerful in the ring with the best friends, and it's okay. It's not bad, 
but it's it's so-so. There's parts where Hager's in there beating up Luchasaurus. I remember as these two are fighting, Luchasaurus is fighting so hard, his dinosaur face is trying to come off. That's, that's not really great, um, but he covered it really well, and Hager was able to still fight him without his face coming off, and that's good. Um, they handled it way better than Asuka and Sasha handled when Sasha's hair started coming off. That being said, buckle down your face, Dinosaur Man, because it, you're a wrestler. It's got to stay on if you're going to be a wrestling dinosaur. Um, at one point, Hager and Luchasaurus are playing catch with Marco Stunt. That actually was pretty funny. Uh, a bunch of dives, a bunch of craziness. Um, Cassidy stopped Jericho from using the bat on Luchasaurus. And then Matt Hardy's music starts to play. And I don't know Matt Hardy's music in uh, in AEW. Uh, and I wouldn't have known it in TNA. The only Matt Hardy music I know is the one that goes, and he does the dance with the, he shakes the hands and he hip thrusts. And then he does the thing. Actually, you know what? I would have also known Matt Hardy's music if he had gone, I can slam a tornado. But neither of these things happened. And I had no idea who, whose music this was. And then Matt Hardy appears, throws Sammy Guevara off the top rope. Luchasaurus hits him with a kick and pins him for the win for the babyface team winning with outside interference. I, I don't like that. It's very it's it's very WW it's very WCW, but we're gonna chalk that up to a one time uh just a just a one time screw up. Hopefully it'll be better this week. Um I mean the match was okay, the match was good. And then, of course, you had the the kind of crazy finish. Who knows? Um, John Moxley cuts a promo, says that uh, Brian Cage and Ricky Stark are punk bitches because they attacked Darby from behind last week. And, God, they killed Darby Island last week. Taz comes out and says that Moxley's clearly scared of Cage. I don't really know where you see that. But Taz is a heel, so he can, he can make stuff up, and it's fine. Um, TNT Championship match. Cody versus Warhorse. I saw everyone on the internet thrilled that Warhorse was getting this match. I don't know Warhorse. I don't. I don't know his gimmick. I don't know who he is. I've never seen him wrestle before last Wednesday night. And having seen it, he's fine. Uh, he's entertaining. He's 4,000 pounds of heavy metal. I remember that. Um, but when all is said and done, uh, Eddie Kingston did a way better job. Uh, and Eddie Kingston got signed this week. That's awesome. I don't necessarily know that I need Warhorse signed to the to the company, but it, it was it was fine. Uh, after the match, Alex Reynolds and John Silver they they come out to attack Cody. Warhorse throws Cody out of the way and valiantly uh, fights off the Dark Order for a second. Then they kill Warhorse. Then they kill, uh, try to kill Cody. Arn gets in the ring. He looks like he's going to... I mean, I was hoping he was going to spine buster John Silver. But Matt Cardona, woo, 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 you know it, uh, comes down to the ring. He saves everybody. Uh, and then Cody and, and Matt Cardona have a hug. And Matt Cardona is all elite. Let's uh, let, let's get him a name. Uh, Matt, you know, the broski Matt Cardona. Uh, the internet champion, Matt Cardona. Something that WWE never bothered to copyright. Let's get him a name. Um, I had this this great idea. Hey, truck. I'm doing a show. Thank you. All right. Um, I had this great idea that in TNA uh, should be Kurt Ryder. And then here in AEW should be Matt Hawkins. And that just that's why I should not book wrestling. 
Um, but yeah, Matt Cardona's here. I think he's going to do some great things. Let him be the guy that he never had a chance to be. And this dude was jacked huge. And granted, yeah, he's bigger than Warhorse. And he's bigger than Silver and uh, and and the other guy from the Dark Order. But he was huge and tan here. Tony Giovanni's on the stage. He's announcing the next pay-per-view is going to be September the 5th. That is, of course, all out. Uh, the Inner Circle comes out. Jericho is is angry. Sammy Cavera just keeps saying, son of a bitch. Jericho challenges Cassidy to a debate next week with a surprise moderator. Um... In case you haven't, I won't spoil it if you haven't heard. Actually, okay, here, here you go. If you haven't heard who the moderator is and you don't want to spoil it, I want you to put your hand or take your headphones off, count to 10, and come back. Ready? Okay, take them out. Three, two, one, now. It's Eric Bischoff. Okay, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, you back? Great. Um, debate this week and a rematch of, of Cassidy versus Jericho on August the 12th, which is another special night in AEW. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and then Jericho says if he beats Cassidy in the match, Cassidy owes him $7,000 cash to replace his jacket. Jericho asks Santana uh, if it still smells like orange juice. He smells it. And and Santana says, that actually kind of smells like cat piss now. And Jericho just goes, ah, and walks off. And then Ortiz walks up to, to Tony and says, cat pee, Tony. And the inner circle continues to be the best part of AEW Dynamite. Uh, we see the FTR contract signing. They bring in Arn Anderson as a tag team advisor. Good job there. They sign all the papers. They have special rules that in matches that they're in, there will be tag ropes, and they will only have ten seconds to. Uh, they will only have 10 seconds to double team after attack. They are using the fact that AEW does not have very strict tag rules to build their tag characters. It's going to be a great heel turn when it happens. Um, also, they're having tag team appreciation night on August the 12th, which is the same night as Jericho versus Cassidy. We are just not a tag team match, but they'll get that taken care of then. Um, they sign the papers. Everything's good. Hangman Page comes in. He's got a bottle of whiskey. He says, let's, let's have a toast to your uh to your signing he pours four shots one for each of ftr arn and himself arn dumps his into cash wheeler's glass uh they take and and hangman pours a whole glass for himself wilder wilder not wilder harwood harwood and wheeler take third shots hangman is trying to gulp down his entire cup and he just go and he just breathlessly goes i poured myself too much and that's the end of the segment. Hangman is hilarious in this role. Uh, I love that. The Dark Order comes out. Dark Order, along with Mr. Brody Lee, Anna Jay, and Colt Cabana. They, uh, Colt Cabana is on commentary. Uh, championship match. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page beat the Dark Order. Um, decent match. No problems there. But after the match, Brody Lee sends Colt and Anna away. And then he attacks Grayson and Evil Uno. Um... Heyman's laughing, and, and Brody Lee says, listen, you can think this is funny if you want, but there's strength in numbers, and Dark Order members start coming out of everywhere. The Bucks come down to the ring. FDR comes out. They fight him off. This leads to a 10-man tag coming up this week, which, let me see if I can do this without looking at my 10-man, 12-man tag. 12? Yeah, 12-man tag. On the babyface side, it'll be the Bucks, 
Omega and Hangman and FTR against. Oh, let's see if I can can name all six of these guys correctly, and I'll check my notes later. Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Grayson, Uno, Five, and Ten. I will check on that when I get to the bottom of my notes here because I wrote it down there. But there's gonna be a lot of guys in this match. Uh, Tony Giovanni is with Britt Baker. Britt Baker says that it all out. She's going to give Big Swole a shot if Big Swole can beat an opponent of her choice. Diamante uh, says that she's been working hard ladies for 10 years. This is her chance. Hikaru Shida and Diamante. Um, Diamante is fine, but it, it says something when she can't be carried by Shida. Shida carried Anna Jay to a great match. And Anna Jay is like five matches into her professional career. Diamante, something it just wasn't clicking with... Uh, with Sheeta and Diamante. Uh, Sheeta won with the Shining Wizard. They messed up the finish with the, the Falcon Arrow, too. Uh, the Deadly Draw rules are announced. There's a random draw tournament. Each competitor will pick out a colored chip. When you match your color with somebody, you're on uh, that person's team. Nyla Rose pulls her chip. She pulls out purple. Purple? No problem. Dash is, oh, someone's already drawn purple. And who should walk on screen but Funkadactyl Cameron? Arian Andrew. Oh my god. I turned to my wife and said, you know who that is, right? My wife who doesn't watch wrestling but loves reality shows said, no, I don't. Like Her favorite match is Melina versus Alicia Fox. And my, my, my wife goes, oh my god. And oh my god. She's back. Now, I wanted to give her the benefit of the doubt. It's been four years. Maybe she's been training. Maybe she got better. We'll talk about that in a second. MJF comes out the ring for his state of the address uh, mainly he, he spoofs on, uh, he spoofs on Donald Trump. He spoofs on political campaigns. He likens Moxley as a stone cold cosplayer. Um, and also that, you know, the top guy gets to pick who he wants and only shows up when he wants, calls him brother. Um, so he likened John Moxley to stone cold Steve Austin can kind of see it and Hulk Hogan. I don't see it, but it is. What it is, he challenges Moxley for All Out, and it has been accepted. We are getting um, MGF and Moxley for the title at All Out, and I wouldn't be surprised if they put that title on John Moxley. All right, here's the actual list for that 12-man tag. It is FDR, the Bucks, and Page and Omega versus Brody Lee, Cabana, Grayson, Uno, 5, and 10. I was right. One point for me. Also announced for next week is Cody and Matt Cardona versus Alex Rendell and John Silva. So every freaking member of the Dark Order, except maybe Anna Jay, is getting a match this week on um, on AEW. We're also getting the Jericho Cassidy debate. Uh, and I believe they announced another match since then on their on their Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember what it is. We'll talk about it next week, I'm sure. Darby Allen's introduced. His music doesn't play. We I had heard that he got injured when Ricky Starks beat the living hell out of him last week. Um, Moxley comes out the ring, says, I'll be fine. You know, and then Darby Allen falls from the heavens and takes out both guys with a coffin drop off the entrance. Did you not see the Bucks do that last week and hurt themselves? What's the matter with you? Um, tornado tag match, John Moxley, Darby Allen, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks. This was wild. This was a lot of violence. The only thing that really sticks in my head, though, is Darby Allen goes under the ring. He gets out his skateboard covered in tacks. He goes up to the top rope. He hits the 
it's a double stomp, but the ollie with the skateboard onto Ricky Stark's back. Okay, best case scenario, he drops straight onto Ricky Stark's back. The thumbtacks go in, he hops off, Ricky Stark's, you know, gets the board out of his back and goes about his business. But this is thumbtacks, and thumbtacks hurt. So as soon as they go into Ricky Stark's back, he twists, and it shreds his back. Ricky Stark's looked like he got thrown into a paper shredder here. Uh, and and then, the, to add insult to injury, he got pinned by Darby Allen, and that was that. After the match, uh, Moxley and Darby Allen have a stare down. This is the other match that was announced. It's Moxley versus Darby Allen uh, for the title this week. Darby Allen's not winning the title from John Moxley either, but Mo- but Allen got a match against Moxley. He's had a match against Jericho. Eventually, Darby Allen will be your AEW World Champion. I'm calling it now. I don't know when eventually is. It could be five years from now. But pretty good show all around. Not as exciting as the week before. But then again, there was no giant backstage brawl. How could it possibly have been? Uh, before we go to break, let's talk about the women's tournament with AEW. Um, Ufa. There, my, my main problem with this show is there are no baby faces on this show this week. None. And that means that of the eight women that appeared, all of them are jerks. Um, so let's just let's let's run through this here. We already know that Nyla Rose and Arion, they're heels because you know their attitudes uh, and, and they're oh, we're better than you. No, I don't need a partner, I can take care of it. And the high girl and boy bye. No. Arion and Nyla already heels, so let's keep that in mind. So we're we're backstage, and um, Dasha is talking to the Nightmare Sisters, Allie, and and uh, Brandy. They're about how and earlier in the day it was confirmed that they would be teaming. It's like, well, that's really convenient. They drew the same color. Well, they showed the co- the color drawing. Brandy reached in, pulls out a red chip, and as she's talking to Dasha, you see Allie in the background look into the bag, sort through, find the red chip, and pull it out. It's like, okay. That makes me feel better about them teaming together, but it makes Allie a heel because she's cheating in this tournament. So, great. So now you have Nyla, Arion, and Allie, who are heels. Let's go to the match. Actually, the next pull, Penelope Ford and Mel pull the same uh, pull the same color. I don't watch Dark every week. Um, and if I do, I typically watch one or two matches that I want to see. So I'm not familiar with Mel. Big scary lady, leather jacket, bald head. Great. They come out to the ring. Um, they start. They start the the match. And my first thought was, I love Allie. I love Allie to death, but she is the worst wrestler in this ring. And then she tagged in Brandy. And God bless Brandy. I love Brandy too. Brandy's the worst wrestler in this ring. Penelope Ford and Mel so much better. Uh, Mel is just manhandling these two. Penelope Ford is a decent wrestler, so she's being technical. Kip Sabian's out there. Uh, to you know, he saves uh, Penelope from a couple of different things, and he takes out QT Marshall. But then the end, Allie rakes Mel's eyes, so she can't see. Brandy hits the spear, and Brandy pins Mel. The Nightmare Sisters move on to the next round. Good for them. Um, we'll come back to them here in a minute. We'll we'll get there. Uh, second match is Nyla Rose and Funkadactyl Cameron Arian Andrews. Versus um, Anna Jay, who pulls her chip. She's asked about the Dark Order, and and uh, Anna Jay says, "Let's not talk about the Dark Order. Let's talk about this match here tonight. Maybe that was after the match. That might be after the match." Um, 
but then who is, she's matched up with Denara Conti? Conchi? Denara Conti. Te Conchi. Forgive my Brazilian accent. I'm not good at it. Um, but hey, it's Denara Conchi. She's she's here. She brings her Grace Helbig looking face out here. Uh, and and they tag. So it is Anna Jay and Te Conte versus Nyla Rose and Ariane Andrews. Um, the entire Dark Order, minus Colt Cabana maybe, walks t- uh, Anna Jay out to the ring. She's, of course, wearing not not a full face mask, but she's wearing like a domino mask. She pulls it off. And she's definitely part of the Dark Order, but she doesn't have a number. The only three people in the Dark Order right now that don't have an officially in the Dark Order don't have a number are Stu Grayson, and I contend that the two in Stu is his number, um, Brody Lee, the leader, and Anna Jay. So it's interesting. What is her position of power in uh, in the Dark Order? We'll find out going forward, I imagine. Um, let, let's just... This match was not good, all right? Of these four women, Anna Jay is green, but she has she has potential. Tay Conti has flashes of brilliance when she's doing stuff that relates to her jujitsu, but when it comes to wrestling, she's kind of clunky. Ariane Andrews, who I wanted to give the benefit of the doubt, is no damn good, all right? She just isn't, and we move forward from that. She at least didn't pin anybody face down. Nyla Rose is the best in this ring right here, and she does her best to kill everyone possible, but... Anna Jay and Tecanti, they take out her leg. She cannot make the save at the end for Iron Andrews. And they pin her with um, a rolling... Uh, Anna Jay hits her with a rolling net breaker and pins her for the win. Damn trucks. Um, neither Rose gets the ring. She she offers a hand up to Andrews. She says, you know what? It happens that she flips her off. She hits her with a huge clothes on and lays her out. Tay comes in. She takes on Aaron Andrews. Maybe Tay's supposed to be a baby face and great. I mean, she could do it. It'd be great. She has that that face, that face and that look that that leads to being a good baby face. Great, make her a baby face. Um, but regardless, in this match they were heels. So so far on this show we have Nyla, Arion, Tay, Anna J, Mel. Penelope and Allie, who are all heels. Well, that's at least Brandy. So Brandy was the only baby face on the whole show, right? Well, no. We go backstage, and Alex Marvez is talking to to Brandy and Allie. Says uh, the winners of both matches actually, because he'll eventually talk to Tay um, and Anna Jay, and, and says, "Hey, you guys did." And, and Rose says, "You know, for the first time, I realized I'm a big star." You know, I'm the only woman here with an action figure. Allie, if you stick with me, you'll get your own action figure too. I'm great. I'm going to have some of this, this great success and it'll rub off on you. And Allie's just like, what are you talking about? And they go off to have a drink. And so Brandy's now a heel. There are no baby faces on this show. And that's how the show wraps up. Also, Anna Jay and Tay said, oh, we're the prettiest and the most talented and we're going to win. Um, so, yeah. That's the end of night one. It was fine. Um, hopefully every match on the next show is all um, is all baby faces, but I don't think that's the case because um, I'm fairly certain Leva's on that show and Leva Bates is not a baby face right now. I don't know if Leva Bates is a baby face or not right now. We we do know that Ivelisse and Diamante are one of the teams tagged together. Um, I assume Big Swole is going to be there. I assume Leva's going to be there. So there's four and four other girls. Um 
Abaddon, maybe. I don't know. The top of my head, I can't think of who all is going to be there, but we'll see next week. Um, yeah, this was a show, and um, we'll see where it leads next week. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more uh, Impact Review, and uh, yeah, stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose of the Kings of the Rings podcast. More importantly, I am your general manager here at WrestleAddict Radio. And if you like what you listen to each and every week on this podcast stream, I think you'll enjoy all the bonus content that we have on our Patreon page, where for just $5 a month, no tears, just one small payment of $5 a month, you get exclusive access to all of our bonus Patreon shows from everybody within the WrestleAddict Radio network. On top of that, you'll get exclusive access to us via a Patreon chat where you can talk about different ideas, different things you want to see in our shows, and potentially even be a guest on one of our shows. So that's something that you are interested in being a part of, a wrestling community that keeps wrestling real. Go to patreon.com backslash wrestleatic radio and click subscribe. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back. Impact. 10 26 06. If you want to hear the Bound for Glory review again, check out the Patreon that you just heard about in the commercial for all of the shows we offer, including the brand new PPV Delight. And it'll be a good time. Uh, Bound for Glory was a lot of, um, I don't know if fun's the right word. It was a lot of something. Uh, but they start with a Bound for Glory recap video that is two minutes and 40 seconds long of this 42 minute show. They burned the first two and a half on uh, on the on the recap, so you know we're in for something here. Uh, they they announced Joe versus Angle for uh, Genesis. They announced the fight for the right tournament that's going to begin tonight with the reverse battle royal. And my brain went, oh no! Sting comes out. Christian uh, is automatically in the ring like a weird cutscene in a video game. He just appears. Christian wants a shot at the title at Genesis, but he does not want to fight in the fight for the right tournament. Sting says, "You can have a shot whenever you want." As long as I say so. And what Mike Tanay says is that Sting is saying that once Christian deserves a shot, he'll give him one. And I go, Mike, today, I don't know that's what Sting said. I think Sting, Sting just said he'll call the shots. Seemed like a very heelish thing from Sting. Also seemed like a very heelish thing from Christian. And then Sting beats up Christian with a bat kind of out of nowhere. I'm like, oh, Sting's a heel? Not a heel. Maybe a heel. It's Sting, though. Sting's not usually a heel, and even when he's a heel, people love him. I honestly, I don't know uh, what this was supposed to be, and it's the first segment. Jeremy Morris is backstage talking about Kurt Angle's uh, being on Impact for the first time. I was like, he was on Impact last week. I watched it, but apparently it was him speaking on Impact for the first time. I was like, oh, okay, fine. He can speak on Impact. Samoa Joe shows up behind Jeremy Borash. Uh, Samoa Joe is apparently a very sneaky large man. I'm not a sneaky large man. He says that he'll take care of Angle later on tonight. The franchise is in the ring. It brings out his newly franchise Naturals. As they're coming to the ring, TNA does the most TNA 2006 thing possible when he they do a, a pullback uh, tracking shot of the entrance between SoCal Val's legs. Is that really necessary? Are we really that hard up for ratings and appealing to such a base demographic that the shot of the inside of SoCal Val's thighs is what you think will draw ratings? Because if that's your big draw, you got problems. And Val is, is I'm sure, a great person. And just no, no offense to her or her thighs. This is all on TNA and Vince Russo, I'm sure. 
The Naturals versus the LAX for the tag team titles. Um, AMW jumps LAX in the aisle before the match, beats them down, rolls them in the ring, the bell sounds. So it looks like the Naturals have this, this great shot. In 20 seconds, though, Hernandez is killing both Naturals by himself. Uh, the dark-haired natural gets tossed to the outside. They hit a gringo killer on the blonde natural, a slapjack, and a border toss for the win. After being beat up by James Storm and Chris Harris in the aisle, LAX defeats the naturals in two minutes. What losers the naturals turned out to be. God, who cares about these two at all? Apparently Shane Douglas does because he comes out. He slaps blonde natural across the face. Uh, he gets shoved back by dark-haired natural. They they throw a couple punches. Franchise goes down. He comes up bloody and smiling, apparently proud that his boys are killers, as if they're completely ripping off full metal jacket. Last words of of the drill sergeant to uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I'm proud of you. And then he dies. And then the only thing is Shane Douglas didn't kill himself here, uh, which would have which would have made this a more newsworthy show. But I'm glad that he did not. Spy footage of Shelly and Nash backstage. Um, I say spy footage. It's not spy footage. It's paparazzi TV. What you know? The, Alex Shelley has a camera. That's what it should be called. Um, Nash says that Shelly needs to follow Austin Star around, who shows up eventually, uh, and and just record everything he does. I guess forever because he did not mean tonight because there was no more Austin Star or Alex Shelley or Kevin Nash on this show. Reverse Battle Royal. Oh, my God. The rules are quite simple. It starts out with 18 men on the outside of the ring fighting to get inside the ring. You have to go up and over the top rope to get inside the ring. Okay, once you do that, you are entered into the Fight for the Right Tournament Battle Royal. The Battle Royal determines seedings. The first five guys that are thrown out of the ring are out of the Battle Royal and seeded into the tournament bracket. The last two guys will be put into a singles match Immediately, the winner of that singles match will get a bye to the next round of the tournament, while the uh, guy that will that loses will be the second seed in the match. You catch all that? It doesn't matter because holy hell, it does not make sense. They start this match and there are people everywhere. I can't see anything. But what I do see is that only one member of a tag team can be out there. So Devon's out there, but Bubba Ray is or Bully Ray is up on the stage. Um, Chris Harris is in the match, but James, no, scratch that. James Storms is in the match, but Chris Harris is waiting up on the ramp. Um, this is a nightmare. There are guys that climb up on the ring apron and they're supposed to be pulled down, but there's no one there. So they're just hanging out. Like they forgot how to climb over the top ropes. There are some guys who try to dive over, but oh, they get, they get caught at the waist and just hang there for a minute, get pulled down. Um, Eric Young is just doing laps around the ring. Um, why? I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he understood the rules. Saban gets in the ring at one point, and as guys are trying to get in the ring, he is fighting guys to keep them out of the ring. Eventually, guys have got in the ring, and apparently maybe he's trying to cherry pick who gets in this match. That was the other tag team that was broken up. Uh, um, Chris Saban is in the match. Oh, I guess right now the Motor City Machine Guns aren't a thing. Never mind. In my head, Chris Saban equals Motor City Machine Guns. Christian almost makes in the ring. Rhino comes out, pulls him down. Um, LAX comes out and fights AMW. So, um, James Storm doesn't get in the ring either. Maverick Matt is standing out in the audience with a bunch of fancy face paint on for some reason. 
But eventually, Robert Roode, Chris Saban, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, uh, Abyss, Lance Hoyt, and Ron the Truth Killings make it into the ring, and the Battle Royal begins. In the Battle Royal, Truth is eliminated by Chris Saban. Chris Saban is eliminated by Robert Roode. Christopher Daniels is eliminated by Robert Roode. Um, Robert Roode is dumped by Styles, and then Abyss jump, dumps AJ Styles, which leads us to the singles match, Abyss versus Lance Hoyt. Now, if you told me to pick two guys in this match to have a singles match with, I would have picked AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, or possibly Chris Saban, or hell, in 2006, Ron the Truth Killings. But no, Abyss versus Lance Hoyt. The future Lance Archer and the future Joseph Parks Esquire have this match. Um, it's not terrible. It's not good. But they start. But it only lasts about four minutes, and they start doing WrestleMania near falls. You know, 2.8 counts, 2.9 counts, hitting all their moves. Um, Hoyt hits a huge moonsault for a 2.85 I mean, it's just like so close. Abyss hits his torture rack drop for a 2.9. Uh, Lance Archer hits a coast to coast drop kick with a chair for a 2.9 count. Why? Who cares? This is impact. This is all this was. Uh, eventually, though, Abyss hits a black hole slam for the win. Abyss gets a bye to the next round of the tournament. Uh, Hoyt will face, if my, if I understood correctly, Hoyt will face Ron Killings. Uh, Robert Roode will face Christopher Saban. No. AJ Styles will face Chris Saban. And Christopher Daniels will face Robert Roode. I think, don't hold me to that. And Lord knows with TNA, who knows what they'll actually come up with next week. Jeremy Borch is backstage after Bound for Glory with Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett says that Sting was different in the ring. Um... I mean, Jared's crying over losing the belt. Says that he's going home for a while, and the real reason is his heartbreaking. And you know, I believe this is when his wife was getting sick. Um, and this is really the end of the run of Jeff Jarrett and TNA full time, if I'm correct. And if I'm not, I'm sure I'll find out soon enough. Um, he says that this is, the hard part is just starting for Sting now that he has the title, as if Sting has not held the NWA and WCW titles a bunch of times before. Kurt Angle recap video from the the pay-per-view and then angle comes out to the ring says that he didn't get fired he didn't retire he quit the other place can't say wwe says that tna has the best audience in the world and i wanted to speak on that for a second because because i've been to the impact zone for a tna taping uh, in the lead up to hardcore justice 2010 on my honeymoon for that matter my wife and i went to tna impact in the impact zone so um, in case you're wondering, my wife, not a wrestling fan, as I said earlier, we saw some stuff. Um, we saw it an ultimate X match, which was great between Robert between beer money and the motor city machine guns. That was fantastic. That was beautiful. Um, we saw Jay lethal versus Ric Flair and my wife having been married for five days, pay the price of being married to me, which is apparently to see Ric Flair's wrinkly ass, which that's a great name for a band. I'm going to write that down. Um, but she had to see that. We saw Sting and Kevin Nash beat up, or well, chase off Hulk Hogan. Uh, and then the Sandman showed up, and knowing what was about to happen, started ushering my wife out of the impact zone, out of the impact zone. Uh, we don't make it. We get covered in Sandman's beer. Uh, she, don't be surprised we stayed married after that. We've been married 10 years now. So everything. Wow, we might have been 
it might have been 10 years ago this I mean it was 10 years ago this week that we went to impact that's crazy um but when all is said and done she could care less for TNA wrestling I loved it I love to get a chance to go to the impact zone um oh my god the first titles I ever saw change hands at a wrestling show were the knockouts tag team titles at this impact that's crazy um anyway oh that my brain just went what um the fans though despite all the garbage on the show the impact zone is full of crazed excited wrestling fans on one side um so i mean this was a fun show these guys had a lot of fun um the maybe it is the best audience in the world um angle here though is a little incoherent and Knowing what I know about Angle this time of his life, he might have been on something. Joe rushes out for Angle. They have another pull apart, but this time uh, the entire locker room empties out to hold them back. And then the show just ends. Like, Impact just ends with the pull apart still going on. Um, the crowd is chanting, let them fight, let them fight, which should be music to any promoter's ears. But at this point, that's that's where we are. What led up to that, you ask? Well, you got to listen to the PPV Delight to know exactly what happened at Bound for Glory? You can check that show out this week sometime on our Patreon, patreon.com slash WrestleAtticRadio. You can, of course, check out all of our merch. We have new merch. We have women's V-neck t-shirts or tank tops, one or the other. We also have face masks. If you want to wear the Delight Show right on your face, you are welcome to do so. Uh, that is teespring.com backslash source backslash wrestle hyphen attic hyphen radio. Check all those out. Check us out at attic underscore wrestle online. Check me out at mn underscore delight online. We got the Young Lions perspective. We got uh, the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Changer. And, of course, if you get on to the Patreon, you got you got all that and more. Um, five bucks. It's not, a, it's not a big price to pay to be a part of our Patreon and to hear all of these great content. I'm going to leave you with that. We'll see you next week. Uh, more impact, more dynamite, and hopefully some news. Oh, before I go, uh, congratulations to... Um, Brie Bella and Daniel Bryan and Nikki Bella and Artem Tarramni. I'm sorry, man. I can't pronounce your last name. Um, they all had their babies this week. Um, and good on them. Bunch of baby boys born. More Bellas, more Tarramskis, and more da- more uh, Danielsons. So everything is great there. Uh, everyone's happy. Everyone's healthy. I- I'm happy for them. But I'm going to leave you with that happy note. We will see you next week. Have a good week.